Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? I am very pleased to announce that the Fantasy Football Throne League started today. You know what that means? You know what that means. You draft for me. I take the team. You draft for me into battle. Earlier, if you missed it, we did an emergency noon Eastern live stream, 9 Pacific, where we drafted uh, our first overall pick because we got the 1.1 in this draft. And the draft is moving along pretty smoothly. It's similar to the Cup League in that, you know, you have a couple hours to make your pick or the Cup League, you have one hour um, and, and we're moving along pretty, pretty quickly. We're almost through the entire first round. We probably won't draft today. There's a chance we draft tomorrow, to be honest, the way things are moving. Here's what's happened so far in the Fantasy Football Throne League. We took JT at number one per your request. I work for you. You're drafting my team. I'm taking the team into battle that you draft for me. That's how the Throne League works. I organized this uh, three years ago where... I got some of the biggest Instagram pages together and said, let's have our communities go to war. My community is going to take you out. Your community is not going to take us out. We're going to take you out. Everybody fighting back and forth. You guys, some total, no more than me. And everyone's followers, everybody's follower base is full of knowledge. And if you pull it together, you can do amazing things. And we're going to win this bad boy. Each of the three years we've had, I believe, one of, if not the best team, and we've had some injuries and all kinds of things, uh, you know, take us out. We, we, we got real far. I believe we made it to the finals last year, if I, if I remember uh, correctly. Um, we had an amazing team. Uh, we took Jonathan Taylor with the 1.1 pick. We drew the 1.1 pick out of the hat. It went Christian McCaffrey. Then it went Austin Eckler. Then it went Najee Harris. Pretty par for the course. JJ, Cooper Cup, Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook, Jamar Chase, and now Couchers on the clock. Uh, Profits next, and then Trevor, who is a part, he's a Green Bay Packer page. He's a real cool dude. He's probably going to pick like Aaron Jones and and, and uh, Aaron Rodgers or something, hopefully. So he'll be on the clock at the end uh, there. He, you know, this is a good group of, good, good group of boys. Good group of boys we got here. But I'll let you know and keep you updated. Of course, we'll go live once we are on the clock. Uh, let's, let's do a couple things. Let's hit the phone lines. Okay. And let's get to the voice messages. So let's, let's do it. Let's do the thing. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Call into the show. Dial 602 NFL. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, opening the phone lines right now and drop your voice messages. Your boy Smitty's going to hold this maybe the whole show. I don't know because we're in fantasy football throne territory. It's time to get it on. Um, I believe I've got to turn the phone line on. So if you're dialing right now, you should be able to get through right now. Here we go. First phone call. You are live on the fantasy football show. Who am I talking to? You are live. What's up, Smitty? It's Ted. I hear myself in the background. Who is this? You can't hear. I turned it off. You're right. Okay. You're good. Who is this? This is Ted. How's it going? Ted, what's up, Ted? I'm curious about uh, tight ends. I know you don't love tight ends as much as me. I- I'm a tight end guy, so I wanted to open up the idea about why you're concerned about Kelsey, but not as concerned about 
Andrews. I think you made a really good point about Kelsey that he's going to be the focal point. All the resources of the defense are going to go toward him. I get that. But why is that not the case for Andrews? It is the case for Andrews. Uh, Find a place where I'm high on Andrews. You won't be able to. You there? Okay, so you just you, you, hope I, you don't think there's elite uh, production coming from any tight end this year? Okay, so here, here's my deal with tight end drafting, um, and I know I, I say this. I know it sounds arrogant every time I say it. I'm sorry if it comes off arrogant. I have a business to run. I want people to know, you know, what I'm doing. Your boy Smitty is number one in the entire fantasy football industry in tight end draft rankings. Two years out of the last three, I ranked number one out of hundreds and hundreds of analysts. Two, that's pretty hard to do one time. But two years out of the last three, I ranked number one. And that's because of my breakout tight end prediction calls. Waller. No one had Waller higher than I had him. No one had Hawkinson higher than I had him. And this year, my friend, Dalton Schultz is sitting there in the sixth and seventh round Seventh and eighth round sometimes. I don't really love them in six, but I'll take them in six at the end or something. But I love them in round seven. This guy, in my opinion, will finish as the number two or number three tight end in 2022. I think he can beat Andrews. I'm not saying he's a lock two. I'm not saying you draft him to beat Andrews. I'm just saying I believe he is set up in a better way than Andrews is set up. And I'm not a big... Andrews supporter so I don't know where you got that and I'm not, I'm not mad at you or anything I'm just saying I've never like whenever we mock draft and when we did the throne mock drafts we mock drafted Andrews because you guys wanted him in the chat and I'm like I, I kept pushing back I'm like I don't want to take a tight end at the turn I'd rather take Kelsey at 24 25 at the turn if we get him there and we don't like who falls to us I love Josh Allen and Kelsey you pair that with JT to the moon to the moon my friend Absolute. Where's my moon button? Jay-Z, to the moon. Josh Allen and Kelsey. I'd, I'd be all about that. I don't know about you. But Andrews and Kelsey both are going to see a lot of defensive attention. What I've said about Kelsey and what you think I just said about Kelsey and not about Andrews, I agree with both of them. I think defensive attention is going to be high. That means more hits, harder hits, more lockdown coverage. Uh, offenses are going to be jostled. They're not going to live in the red zone quite as much. Mahomes isn't going to live in the red zone as much without Tyreek Hill. Uh, Lamar Jackson's not going to live in the red zone as much without Hollywood Brown. Everybody wants Bateman to be the savior, but he's, he has 500 yards and a touchdown, a single touchdown to his name. I'm not saying he didn't do very good in a short period of time. I'm not a moron. I know he was injured and he was pretty efficient. At, like, I get it all. I understand what time it is. But we still haven't been proven. It has not been proven that the Bateman's the savior. And Kelsey's going to get absolutely hit harder, focused on more than ever before. This whole notion that Tyreek Hill leaving opens the door to more for Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's an already overwatered plant. And you can only water a plant so much. Just because you were able to bring in buckets more of water. Hence, there's more targets to go around. Doesn't mean you can water Kelsey anymore. And if you feed him more, he's going to get hurt. So, do I think Andrews is set up as badly as Kelsey to see that kind of defensive attention? I don't know. I suppose. Because, I mean, look. 
at least the Chiefs have this, you know, we spread the ball around a lot. Um, we've got this uh, a little bit more potent offense. Mahomes is a far better passer than Lamar Jackson. There's more footballs getting tossed around. So defenses are going to say, look, Lamar beats you on the ground. If you take away Lamar's running, like if you said in the the the, the Ravens tried to do this, and I'll let you talk in a second. I'm, I'm long-winded here. The Ravens tried to do this. They tried to dial back Lamar's running. It worked out miserably. The, the offense was off. They had to re- unleash Lamar and say be Lamar because he can't he can't play that way and and so defenses are going to say let's lock down Andrews let's see if Bateman can beat us let's lock down Andrews and try and make Lamar throw to somebody else it's not going to be a fu- as functional of an offense I'm not a big fan of this Hollywood Brown being traded out of Baltimore I don't understand why they would do that to a quarterback that is, has hesitancy to sign his long-term deal with the organization and you trade away his top wide receiver option. I don't care if Hollywood Brown didn't want to play there. We're playing in the NFL. We're big boys. You don't get to dictate where you go, especially in today's NFL where you really don't have leverage because you can't really hold out anymore. It's $40,000 a day and it's not refundable. It's not waivable. So... I hope that answers your question. I'm not a huge fan of of Andrews in the middle of the second round or the end of the second round. Um, I don't hate him at 3.5. I don't hate Kelsey at at 24, but I'm not trading up or drafting. You're not getting Kelsey at 24. Huh? Any any competent draft. Kelsey's, I mean, I still consider Kelsey a first-round pick, a late first-rounder myself. You're not getting Kelsey at 24 in any kind of legitimate draft. Bro. We're in a legitimate draft right now in the Throne League with 12 communities that that are powered by... We have over 500,000 followers inside this Throne Draft. And, and yeah, every community yeah, is a little bit different. Yeah, but you're on pick 12 right now, aren't you? Every... What? Aren't you on pick 12? Where are we right now? We're at pick 12, but every single year, these tight ends fall. Every single year, these tight ends yeah, fall. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying to you, Kelsey's not going to make it to 24. He may not make it to 24. I agree with you. He may not. But how do we not replace these four owners with two new commu- or four new communities that I don't personally know? Like I don't know their tendencies. Had we kept everybody from last year, I guarantee you Kelsey would have stayed dropped to twenty-four. This group doesn't draft tight ends early. This group doesn't draft quarterbacks early. This group is running back hungry, and I think that yeah, there there are, there is one or two people in this league that I think could be capable of saying. Kelsey's worth the 12 or the 14. There's a bunch of newbies in this draft four. So I, I, I don't know. He could easily go, you know, to one of those teams. But I can tell you right now that on average, um, quarterbacks and running backs are going to go top of three or mid third to these guys, to this group. They're very running back oriented. Um, a lot of them like to do the running back, running back. So that's why Kelsey's been falling. But Kelsey's not worth an eight overall. If anything, Tyreek Hill leaving makes me be more wary of drafting him 14 overall and making sure that it's like 18, 17 and beyond before I start looking at Kelsey. And again, it comes back to what do you do well? Bro, if you draft Kelsey in round one and you know how to do it, you know how to build a team perfectly. When you draft a tight end in round one, you're immediately chasing the entire draft, either wide receiver or running back because you're behind the eight ball Every time you're on the clock trying to fill those two positions, 
And it's really hard. It makes you chase quarterback and wide receiver or quarterback and running back. It puts you at a disadvantage that's almost proportional to the advantage you get by having Travis Kelsey if you are good at landing late tight ends. If you're not good at landing late tight ends, you have a proven track record of drafting early tight end. Bro, don't listen to anybody. You need to draft to your strengths as a fantasy owner. If a fantasy owner tells you don't do something, like don't draft a tight don't draft a tight end ever early or always draft a quarterback late or never draft a quarterback early, run from that analyst in that show as fast as you can because that analyst didn't consider what your strengths are as a fantasy football owner. Maybe you're amazing at drafting a tight end early. Maybe that's your wheelhouse. And somebody's telling you not to do it when they don't even know that. And number two, number two, most people can't draft tight end early. It takes a very unique set of skills. Not saying that the person that can do that is a better fantasy player, but it's a niche. It's like a niche fantasy football skill set to draft tight end early to make sure you're both good at drafting late running backs and late wide receivers and late quarterbacks because you can't, you know, you can't pinpoint who that breakout is. Friar Muth in the double digit rounds is your safety net tight end in 2022. Maybe he doesn't get consistent footballs. It could be a quarterback rotation. There's a reason why he's double digit rounds, but it bakes in all the risk and he has all the upside. Dawson Knox, ninth round, something like that. Waller's falling to like five and six round ranges. And that's absolutely phenomenal. Waller is now a sleeper tight end in 2022, which is crazy. Dalton Schultz could be number two or number three. He could outscore Andrews. You can get him around seven. To, to me, it's a no-brainer. This is what this is what I do is draft tight end late, and I'm good at it. I'm good at pinpointing those breakout tight ends, but not everybody drafts well doing that. So you got to do what's good for you. I personally am not going near a tight end until the turn or right around the turn. And if 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 Andrews is there at 3.5 and you guys want him in the throne league, I'll take him. I'm fine with that. But at 24, 25 turn, I don't like it. I like Kelsey there, but I don't like Andrews there. Fair enough. When do you think it's going to take? How long do you think it's going to take for Pitts to become dominant? And what what are the things he needs? I mean, he's already dominant. It's it's a matter of like when does he take that big step forward? I mean, when does Kyle Pitts turn into an absolute monster? Like the kind of the kind of player you are yeah. draft you have, you see a lot of people that I think share your stance. I'm not sure if you're early tight end. I can kind of guess you are based on the the question. But I am absolutely yeah. Am. Kyle Pitt, and don't let anybody change your mind, bro. Don't let me change your mind. Don't let any, if you are successful with it, you've carved out a niche that a lot of people, they just, they don't ever put the, t- the time into. I can tell you one thing, nine times out of 10, if I told someone to go tight end early, if I said, hey, try this tight end early approach, um, they would say, uh, well, well, here's oh, the thing. They would, they would screw here's it up, thing. bro. I it's was hard. tight end early. You what? I was, I was tight end early. During the time when I felt there were only two or three elite tight ends, it feels like now there might be more really good tight ends. And I'm starting to think about maybe scaling back on that. But it's just, does an elite tight end need an elite quarterback? Because if not, maybe Pitts is the answer. Bro, Pitt, Pitts is so good that he's going to be a thousand yard, you know, tight end in 2022. The, the question is, when does his touchdown total go from? you know, five, six, seven to like 12 to 15. And, and maybe Ritter's the answer. We don't know. 
but you do have to anticipate tight ends or touchdowns being a potential problem category for him until you have a secure quarterback situation because throwing touchdowns is hard. Like catching touchdowns as a tight end, double digit, you need consistency. You need a good quarterback. You don't trip and fall into, you know, 10 touchdowns, you know, for a tight end. So like, that's when the, the uptick's going to happen. He's going to, the switch will get flipped once he has consistency. It doesn't have to be an elite quarterback, but consistency. Then, then Pitts goes from your third round. Like right now, Pitts is end of the third round. And that's early. I don't love that. I love him in four. If you can get pits in four, I love. I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm all about it in redraft. But in third round areas, he can earn it. But he's got to like really ball out. And then you you know you're gonna be worried about it all the whole time. Why not just take Dalton Schultz in round seven? Why not take Dawson Knox in round eight? Why not take Fryermuth in in round 10, 11, 12? I mean, the tight, I'm looking at the Titans right now. George Kittle falls to round five sometimes, bro. Like, I get it. He's inconsistent. Yeah, I like I like Fryermuth a lot. He never drops anything, but, yeah, how many touchdowns is he going to get? Well, how, how many, many times are they in the, top, you know, in, in the red zone? But Knox is ranked, like, sometimes I see Knox ranked at, like, nine or ten on, on pre-ranked lists on, on draft software, bro. Fryermuth outside the top oh, ten. Yeah, Knox. Don't get me um, started Gasicki's okay. Komet, Cole Komet, you could get in double-digit rounds. I, I like him. I don't love... I mean, there are too many options to end up settling on Cole Komet as your starter, but as a backup, and then he rotates in if you fail. Like, let's say you draft a uh, Goddard, and he gets hurt, and you got you got Komet. Um, but Dalton Schultz is my favorite. Waller's really, really attractive this year because he's falling so late. Kittle in the late fourth, early fifth round. Why not? Like, the, the one part of the equation... For Kittle, that's changing is 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 pretty big. He's getting a quarterback that can throw the football. So when people think of Kittle, okay, they block a lot. There is some risk there. This is what I say on my show. I have a premiere. I have a premiere on the third and fourth round league winners that is launching right after the show ends. So as soon as the show ends, we're gonna go over to my YouTube homepage and we're gonna watch the premiere. It's a 22 minute premiere on third and fourth round league winners. And in this video, I talk about how people are getting ridiculous with this whole, like, DK Metcalf. Aren't you worried about DK Metcalf doesn't have a quarterback when that's baked into the value that you're now paying? So in the case of Kittle, Kittle is, what would you say Kittle is when he's elite, he's getting the football, he's on fire? Where is he ranked? Second round, right? Right, I mean fourth. I'd go fourth. With no, no, no. When he's on, fi- I, I'm I am not a little concerned him. about his wearing down. You're not. Yeah, you're not listening to me, pal. I'm saying when he's on fire, he's on point. He's the man. The ball, the ball's getting fed to him. He is in the in the Andrews range. I'm just kidding with you, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I see. He's yeah. in the Andrews range, right? He's in that th- that late second to to top of the third, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why is Kittle Those days in, are over. Why is Kittle in round four right now, or almost round five? Because he's blocking. He's inconsistent. One of the reasons, right? Well, that and the, the first of all, I think one of the biggest problems is uh, he's wearing down a little bit, and secondly, now he has a quarterback who doesn't need to dump off to him, so he's going to have a lot more times where he's just blocking down the field for a guy running. Right. So my point is, when people say Kittle is a worry in four or five. 
that already factors in the concern that you're facing these days with Kittle. But that's about to change potentially with Trey Lance coming in. So this is a second round to third round tight end that you can now get in round four or five, which bakes in all the risk that everybody complains about when they talk about Kittle. Can't take Kittle because he doesn't have a... It's all baked in already. What if Lance feeds him? What if he's asked not to, to block as much? If he is asked to block as much, he does disappear for three games in a row like he has been. You're paying fourth and fifth round value. It's already baked in. But if Trey Lance unleashes him, if Trey Lance spreads this offense out in such a way that he's able to feed him like crazy, guess what? Guess what, Kittle? You get a fourth to fifth round tight end now that is worth second round value. That's how you win leagues, in my opinion. You could win them the way you want to win by drafting a tight end early. I get it, but I'm going to draft Kittle in round five. I'm going to draft Schultz in round seven and eight. Knox in eight and nine. Fryermuth in double digit round range. Goddard in 10, 9, 10, 11, who knows where. Eight, the pre-rank should guide you a lot on this, you know. That's how I win leagues, and, and that's that's what works for me. But do what works for you. It's a it's an evolving topic every year. There's no tight ends. There's a lot of tight ends. There's no tight ends. There's a lot of tight ends. Same thing with running back. Running back's dead. No, it's not. Running back's never going to die. Uh, every team does a running back by kick. Not true. There are very few hard, workhorse running backs. Not true. Not accurate. There are well over 10 running backs, easy, that are called considered workhorse running back. Everybody's got these, these new terminologies and ways to define stuff walking into each and every season. This is dying. That's dying. This is crazy. That's crazy. You need to recognize, does ADP bake in the risk or does it not? If it does, then stop talking about, I'm not talking to you specifically, stop talking about how Kittle and DK and Brees Hall have all these risk factors. What about Michael Carter? What about Melvin Gordon? Javante's going in, in round two right now. That's already factored in. If all these things, this is, you're safeguarded. ADP is is your friend in all of these cases. And it's time to dominate using it. Appreciate you, buddy, for the question. Call in anytime. All right, buddy. Thanks. You got anything else? Nah, I'm good. Thanks, man. Okay. Hey, appreciate you, man. All right. I hope you didn't take that personally. I'm like, you aren't listening. <laughs> uh, anyway, dial in if you uh, would like. Uh... <laughs> Call into the show. Dial six. Who was that again? I forgot who uh, who that was. Man, these, these Mexican cokes are amazing. Anybody tried? Anybody tried a Mexican Coke versus an American Coke? My boy Smitty. Real sugar. Well, who is yeah, this? Dude. Who is this? My boy. This is my boy. Who is this? Yeah, it's your boy Alex. Who? Alex. What's up, man? What up, dog? Okay. Yo, so a uh, quick question. So I got my boy. I have AJ Brown and a uh, Brandon Cooks in the Dynasty League. And uh, do you think I should trade them off for Deontay Johnson and DJ Moore? AJ Brown for Deontay Johnson and DJ Moore? And but I'm giving up Brandon Cooks as well. You So you give up AJ Brown and Brandon Cooks for Deontay and DJ Moore? No. You want it? I, would, I wouldn't do it. I mean, number one, AJ Brown is the best player in the deal. Um... 
Absolutely. Yeah, DJ Moore, I mean, he has no quarterback. He's like McLaurin right now. He's a lesser version of McLaurin, but he has no quarterback in sight. Maybe Baker gets traded there, but that's still not necessarily going to send him to the moon, you know? Like, DJ Moore is stuck in a pretty bad spot. I don't know that it's going to ever change while he's in his prime, whereas maybe McLaurin's does. I don't know. They're kind of similar. Like, we need we need more quarterback power we need more power for these these quarter Absolutely. these wide receivers but Deontay yeah. this this whole notion that the De- Deontay's this this the number one wide receiver in Pittsburgh he's a top he's a wide receiver one I like this, Pickens over there yeah Pick, Pickens. Pickens could take his job like that like what is this Deontay stuff I mean come on why is everybody on the Deontay yeah. train he lost his laser locking target peppering quarterback that literally just throws him the ball like this all day long. And everybody loves Deontay Johnson. I don't like Deontay Johnson at all. He's going like in the fourth round, high fourth round sometimes. I've seen him go in the third round. People are absolutely crazy to be drafted yeah, Deontay Johnson. Is I, I didn't draft him in none of my leagues. Bro, Cla- I peeped the target. Get the ton of targets, though. Bro, Claypool's going to outscore him if he stays healthy. Claypool, I know Claypool's a little ridiculous with I'm the third best receiver in the league. He's not. Here, first of all, before I start talking up Claypool, hey, Chase Claypool. I'm not a big Claypool guy. Like, he's good, but I want to, I would rather have George Pickens than Claypool. Yeah, yeah, I, I like Pickens more than I like, like, long-term more than I like Deontay. And, and I like Claypool more than I like both of them for redraft. Because Claypool is the alpha. He's the guy with the catch radius. He's the guy that's yeah, going to pull in double-digit touchdowns. Deontay has, he has so much to prove because it's almost as if he's starting over in my book. Like, he's got, he's got inconsistency. They, they benched him before because of drops and things like that. Like he doesn't, he doesn't feel like the the definition of consistency. You take away his quarterback. Now you throw in Mitchell Trubisky. We don't know what to expect. We don't know what rapport he's. You can like you can't say Deontay is miles ahead of Claypool in talent. You just can't. If anybody says that, they're literally a Deontay fan, and and you can't even you can't even talk sense to him. Deontay Johnson's good. And so is Claypool. Claypool has different assets, different skill sets than than Deontay. Deontay has different skill sets than Claypool. It's hard to compare them apples to apples. But Claypool's ability to get a jump ball, dominate the space around yeah, he's him. A moth, people. You yeah, can, he's, you, he's yeah, a beast. He's, 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 he's like a tight end. Like anybody thinks he's going to be able to get beat. Deontay's not beating him out at jump balls, 50-50 balls. There's just no way. So, oh, absolutely not. No Cl- way. Claypool to me to me is a big risk if you draft him high. If you get him in a really good place, like your wide receiver three four, th- then there's no risk at all. Deontay, you're taking around four or earlier. Claypool, you're getting as your wide receiver three four. Like I don't know, I, I imagine you could get Claypool in around eight nine. Like there's there's no debate yeah. there's no debate in my book Claypool round eight or nine I'll go do something else with the pick that everybody's using on Deontay give me Brees Hall at four point two and give me Claypool Ooh, I have Brees Hall in all my leagues bro I just Bre- away Saquon Barkley for Brees Hall bro Brees Hall. 
to the moon. Brees Hall to the moon. It's not even. It's not even. A oh my God! He's already, bro. Brees Hall's already on to the, the moon. moon. He's a freak. He's hmm. there. He lives on the moon. That's what he does. That's his first job. His first job is moonwalking. Born on the moon. Born on the moon. His mother had him on the moon. (laughs) All right. What else? What else you got for me? uh, Craig. What? Oh yeah. Um, um, he's cousins with uh, uh, Craig. I can't think of his first name. He's a he's a famous uh, uh, football player. I can't think of his first name. All right. What else you got, man? Craig, I believe. We we can reminisce on that later. What else you got? Another one is uh. Corlin Sutton, how you feel about him? We got to move the show along. You know what I'm saying? Corlin Sutton, I don't know, man. It's like this is a he could be he could be okay. We kind of got to we got to got to see who what rapport is being built with which wide receiver. I I imagine it's going to be Judy. If Judy gets hurt or falls on his face or whatever, then then Sutton's going to step in. Until then, I'm, I'm just see, not uh, drafting him. You can't, everybody comparing these two are totally different wide receivers. Like DK Metcalf to Cortland Sutton, that's not even the same thing. It's like saying, "Oh well, uh, you know he's going over here, so let's just let's just throw a name on on Sutton and call him." D, like the skill sets aren't even matching up at all. Like Lockett doesn't Lockett catches balls differently than than Judy runs different routes. Not even the same. Not even close. I like Sutton. But comparing him to DK, in my opinion, is ridiculous when people do that. I think Sutton could be the number one. I think Judy could be the number one. I think we're all guessing at this point. Judy appears to have his trust and has a little bit more rapport according to what I'm hearing and all the little birdies whispering in my ear. But I also hear people say, hey, if Sutton gets called upon and Judy gets hurt or something, Sutton could definitely be force-fed. Look at Deontay Johnson, a player I don't think deserves the ranking and and respect everybody's giving him from a fantasy perspective, but because he was force-fed and peppered targets over and over by Big Ben, he became this hot commodity. So Sutton could get there too. Volumes have to battle, bro. They've got, all of them got enough talent on this. Even, even, even Hamler has enough talent. He got injured. He's coming off the ACL. All of them, all, all three of those guys, even Tim Patrick has enough talent that if he's getting peppered by Russell Wilson, he's going to look better than he is. For Wilson, Wilson's have a good year this year. But um, another question is: uh, Alan Lazard, do you think he could be a number one for Green Bay? Um, I, I think you know he could be for for strings of games. I think he could have like eleven hundred yards and like eight touchdowns, something like that. He'll he'll have a good year. Do I think that that Watson by midseason will be the guy? I I do. I think Lazard has a place. I like I, like I like Lazard's value. But I think I think Watson's the he's going to get force fed, and, and even though Aaron Rodgers brings rookies along slowly, it's going to be it's going to be one of those things where he doesn't have time to do that. And the wide receiver room so thinned out. This isn't previous years' examples where you're like, oh, well, he does this, and he does this. Like it's different. He has a short window of time to play in the league. He might last one more year. Uh, could play one year. Could play two yeah. years. He doesn't just because he signed a big deal doesn't mean. <laughs> I can see him playing until like he's like 40, 41, so two or three more years. All right, pal. I got to let you go. I got to get to other calls. Appreciate you. All right, man. Thank you. Call back whenever. Later. All right, guys. Dial in. Call into the show. Dial 602 NFL. Mr. B. B, No one's compared. 
no one's comparing their style of play or what plays they run or where they line up. We're talking about value, Mr. B. We're talking about value. What's up? You're on the Fantasy Football Show live. What can I do for you? And who am I talking to? Hey, Smitty, this is Don Draper. What's going on? What's up, Draper? Hey, man, I got a, I got a question for you. Um, I'm playing in a 2QB Superflex League, and I keep going back and forth over how early I should be taking a QB, especially because I'm eyeing Herbert, thinking he's going to have a real monster year. Love Just kind of wondering what your thoughts are about the earliest I should be taking my first quarterback as well as my second QB. Um, okay, so here's my strategy for Superflex. Number one, if you don't have a top four overall pick or a top five, you're at a huge disadvantage. But but what pick are you at? I'm eight. Eight, eight in a 12-team league. And, and your, your, your league, my second question is, does your league lean heavy toward quarterback early, or are they oblivious to what they need to do and they just draft quarterback like normal? You know what? We just implemented the Superflex a couple of years ago, and since then, I mean, each draft has been a little bit different, but I would like to say that they probably do start taking the quarterbacks pretty early now. Yeah. I they mean, start not... to realize how important they are. Yeah, you're not going to get Herbert at eight, bro. Well, no, I, I that, assume that like... probably wouldn't be the case, but I, yeah. just in case, he might slip to me. <laughs> he won't. He won't, but, but I mean, here here's the thing. And let me let me explain it this way. Let me go to the the marker board and kind of show you. I'm not sure if you're able to watch, but uh, yeah, I'm watching as. as... <laughs> okay, so here here's the deal. When you're in a super flex, the key to dominating a super flex is having that that top five overall pick and I don't know if you can trade your eight uh, trade eight up to get four top, top four call it top four I don't know if you could trade that eight up like if you could give like your seven rounder for free just to move, make that move would somebody do it I don't know start making offers don't try and mess too much with this just mess with like a six or a seventh rounder but here's 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 the, the the crazy part this is the first round this is the first round round number two the way you got to look at it this is round two. This is round three. If you were to step back and look at this from a one QB perspective, this is essentially round one. If you're handed, if you're right. blessed to get a top four pick and you walk out with Herbert, this right here between your pick and right your pick over here in the second round, which is going to be, let's say you got Herbert at three. So you're going to have the third to last pick here. There's going to be literally like three players that are non-quarterbacks or four that go between your pick here and here. You're essentially starting off as if you're back in the first round in a one QB league. You've already got your Q, one of your QBs you know, narrowed down. If it's super flex, that means you don't have to start two QBs. Of course you want to, but you don't have to. Right. If you end up screwing up and not getting the right second quarterback. But... Right here, you can go Swift. Right here, you can get Javante. Right here, you're going to land like DK. Right here, instead of, you know, uh, this could be Hall here. You know, like it's crazy. These players move down an entire round because of the quarterbacks being taken. And if you take your quarterback in round one, you're not taking a garbage one. Like even like Dak, I don't like Dak here. Because you're taking a good quarterback, but like 
having Herbert, Mahomes, Josh Allen, or Burrow, maybe even Lamar. That's why I say top five potentially or Kyler. You're kind of like, so like you could probably get one of those. So I still would probably deploy that strategy with either Kyler or Lamar. So for you, I'd say Lamar or Kyler are possible. Start drafting normal at right. this point. Start like if you're sitting here in like Brady or Aaron Rodgers is here, I'd sidestep and take an A Rod and a super flex and if for any dumb reason he fell. He's not going to though. Don't sit here and draft a cousins in round three. Don't draft a, a Stafford at the top of round two. Like you're putting yourself, I think, at a disadvantage. If go up and keep your pick or move up. Take Lamar or Kyler and then start drafting like normal. Here's a quarterback that I love in Superflex as your second quarterback if you want to put your balls on the line and get a little risky. Davis Mills. Davis Mills is a pretty darn good QB2 if you want to try and stack these positions. But the key to everything is not to be spending your pick on a quarterback in this place where you've been gifted a reset of, hey, let's pretend we're back in round one. You've got Swift and guys like uh, Cooper Cup or whoever that's going to fall here sitting here in round two. If you can take advantage of that, you can absolutely crush your league. Yeah, see, that's the problem. Last year, I I took uh, Tom Brady late, and then I gambled on Sam Darnold, and it backfired on me. So this year, I'm hoping not to make the same mistake if I want to try to take someone early. But, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. All right, man. Appreciate you. Call back if you have another question. Later. All right, what else we got? What else we got? Dial in. We'll hit the the voicemails while we we wait. Um, Voicemail group number one. Jim. Hey, Smitty. The Eagles had one of the best run games in the NFL last year, but I'm really kind of hesitant on the backfield this year. I like the talent of Miles Sanders, but I just don't trust him to stay healthy and get the full workload. If you're going to take Miles Sanders, do you trust him as a maybe borderline running back two, probably running back three? And who are you cuffing him to? Is it Boston Scott or is it Kenneth Gamble? Um, Miles Sanders, good old Miles. I honestly, man, I'm just staying away from that. Like I, I like him at very late value, but not at a place where I'm cuffing and strategizing how to throw my season away because I want to cuff Miles Sanders. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, I think if you're worried about this drafting Miles Sanders, cuffing Miles Sanders, securing that you know that Philly backup, just go after Miles Sanders late, and if he goes too early, then so be it. Let someone else let him be someone else's problem. But uh, Smitty used to love Miles Sanders. Um, Mr. B, I don't know who you think you're talking to right now, but I have never, I've always dreaded Miles Sanders. I've never once liked Miles Sanders, bro. So I don't know who you've been watching, bro. You've been cheating on me. You've been watching a different channel, bro. What's going on, Mr. B? Because that's, that's some BS right there. Um, go, go after a different player, bro. Miles Sanders late or that's it. Don't be focusing on cuffing that situation. I'd much rather cuff, cuff Mitchell and Davis Price and Sermon. You know what I mean? Like, like I'd rather have that backfield owned than the Philly backfield owned. I mean, he's a good... Like, don't get me wrong, Macho. He's a good... He's a really, really good late-round guy. But is he going late-round? I don't know. Can he be your flex? Sure. sure. I'll draft Miles Sanders as my flex, but I don't know if he's falling that far. 
So I'm not. Yeah, just don't reach for him, Macho. Don't reach for him, Jim. Don't reach for him if he falls to you at a flex. But I'm not worried about cuffing him. I, we don't know who the cuff is. I mean, honestly, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a full blown committee there. It's Jalen Hurt season. AJ Brown, Goddard. Hopefully, they pass the ball a whole lot more than I think people are expecting. Mr. B says, whoops, mixed you up with my side piece. Yes, you did. Hey, Smitty, I'm really high on Alan Pierce, and I know you are too, but you seem to be even higher on him more than most experts. Yeah, I think you've even said that he could even compete with Pittman to take over that number one role sure. in Indianapolis. If you think that, what do you think uh, his realistic expectations are this year in his rookie year as a fantasy player? And do you think that offense with Matt Ryan has enough volume to support two receivers? Mm, not not to become studs or anything, no. I think they run the ball. Matt Ryan's a, efficient, helps him get into the red zone so they can feed Taylor more. Um, I think people... I think De- Deontay Johnson... I like Pittman more than I like Deontay, but I feel very similar about what's going on with this value. The fantasy value of Pittman is based on situation. Like, I like Pittman. I do. But he's not an elite wide receiver one. Pittman does not have fantasy football wide receiver one skills. He's a a potential low-end wide receiver two that can ball out here and there. But Michael Pittman is not some alpha dog, you know... I, I, I don't I don't I don't see it. I don't see it at all. Pittman's not this alpha dog dominating wide receiver one in fantasy. It's is I'm I'm just not I'm not a fan. Like if he was going later and there's a line in the sand for every player. Again, back to Barkley. I don't like Barkley anywhere near round two. Do I like Barkley at three point seven? Yeah. It's different. It's very different than drafting him as a second drafted player. Drafting Pittman at fourth round value is where some of you are taking Michael Pittman in mock drafts, and I just can't. I'm beside myself. I'm beside myself when I see this. I can't believe it. I mean, I like Alec Pierce a lot, and I think there's not enough room for both of them to become like 1,200 yard, 12 touchdown wide receivers. I don't even know if one of them can do that. But if I had to bank on something happening and throw it out there, I would say probably Pittman's going to do better than Alec Pierce in the beginning of the year. But Alec Pierce might become Matt Ryan's favorite target come midseason on. And Alec Pierce might end up outscoring Pittman or they're very close and neither one of them explode because they kind of eat into each other's seasons. Maybe... Pittman has a better start and then slows down. Alec Pierce starts off slow and then does well. For anybody to think it has to be one player the whole time, I don't know. I think they could rotate. I'm not against Pittman at the right value, but his ADP is so ridiculously high. I can I can honestly say I'm out altogether until I see his ADP fall significantly. Fourth round value, no going nowhere near fourth round value for Michael Pittman. That's crazy. Ryan. Hey, Smitty. Just want to talk about your buddy Jacobs in terms of redraft this year. Do you see him up with the Gibsons, Dobbins, Mitchells? Or is he down with, like, Sanders, Pollard, Hunt, uh, CEH in that range? 
Jacobs. Um, he belongs above the Pollards and the, the, the Sanders guys, but do I have faith that he'll be better than a Pollard or something? No. So, like, it's more about, like, okay, you can't start telling people to draft Pollard over Jacobs. You just can't. That's ridiculous. Um, trade value alone, you know, is higher for Jacobs. And Jacobs has a decent opportunity to do well, but it sounds like they really, really like Samir White. You could cuff him. That might help you. I'm just, I'm not in the business of drafting a player. I feel like I've got to say, you could cuff him. You could cuff him, though, and then really, like, it's different with Mitchell and Davis Price and Sermon because they, you know they stick to one running back, and they're one of the better rushing offenses in the league in San Francisco. So it's a little bit different. You know, there, there are a couple scenarios where I feel like they're not going to do a running back by committee necessarily in San Francisco. A lot of people twist up San Francisco and they say, oh, they're a running back by committee or whatever. They're not a running back by committee as much as they rotate their backs. Like, okay, you know, Davis Price is going to be the starter from week eight on watch or week five on. He's going to, Davis Price is going to get some starts, man. But when Shanahan starts feeding his dog, he starts feeding his dog full time. And so there's different, there's a different way to look at this. I'm not... I'm not liking Jacobs. I'd rather just draft Zamir White and then take somebody else in place of Jacobs because I think what a lot of people get twisted up is, if we go to the board again, is it's not so much that I don't like Jacobs at all, but if you're telling me that Jacobs is going like, here's one, two, three, four, five, okay, I don't know where Jacobs's ADP is like cementing in, but let's just say it's in this range. Like if I'm going to be able to get Burrow like right here, because he seems to be attainable in round five, I'm going to go this route and then take Zamir White downstream, like very far downstream. And then I'll, I'll address Kenneth Walker here or the next round. If you think he'll fall. And rather than take Jacobs and do whatever I'm going to do here, I'd just rather rebuild my strategy and land the better player. Because it's not about, is there a place where... Call into the show. I like Jacobs. There's certainly a place where I could like Jacobs, but I don't like him at his current ADP. There are just too many other players that are much safer and better. And, and I don't know. Ryan... Hey, Smitty, just want to talk about your buddy Jacobs in oh. terms of someone pretty high on the tight end rankings that we don't talk about much is Hawkinson. Where do you see Hawkinson for 2022 and then for beyond? Um, I don't know. I, I think until they have a quarterback in Detroit, I'm not, I'm not really like, I like him. He's definitely like six to 10. But he kind of feels like he could he could disappoint you on and off until he gets a good quarterback in there. So I'm just I'm more about drafting Dalton Schultz and, and Kittle or whatever, even though Kittle's got a little bit of a confusing situation. But Hey Smitty, it's Tariq. How's it going? How's everyone in the chat? My question is last year you said that to Mitchell and Our callback, sorry, I missed that. Well Transformer was in the doghouse and he was a bust, but Elijah Mitchell did help a lot of people win their leagues. So for 2022, who do you think is a potential league winner? Anyone from the running back crew as a rookie, as a sophomore? Thanks, Bob. Sophomore running back breakout? Um, 
Is that what the question is? I'm not quite sure what you meant by that because you used Mitchell and then... Um, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I guess if I had to like say from the sophomore crew, if that's what the question is, I'd probably say, of course, Javante is going to explode. Um, of course, Najee is going to be unbelievable. But ETN is, you know, the biggest. Stevenson, maybe Ramondre Stevenson. Um, that's about it. I mean, I don't think Michael Carter's blowing up because I like Brees Hall. I think ETN's going to be the bounce back player of the year and also, you know, a guy that everybody's like, you know, we should have we ranked him in this high third round. This whole fourth round and fifth round ETN ranking, especially with the James Robinson news today, that should lower ETN's value again, which is great. It, it bakes in even more risk. Um, if ETN falls back into the fifth round, that's the, the breakout from the sophomore group, bro. That question. Call back if you... Hey, Smitty, it's Tariq. How's it going? Uh, what's your thoughts on Robert Bobby Trees in 2022? If healthy from his ACL injury, do you think he's a top 10 to 15 receiver? And would you consider him a receiver one or two? Thanks, Paul. I don't even draft him, Tariq. I'm sorry to burst your bubble on that, but like he's coming back from an ACL tear. Uh, you don't even know what his role is going to be. He's nowhere near wide receiver one or two. Like he, he would be, you you would be running the risk of starting him as your flex. He's not going to be fully ready. What's up? You're live on the fantasy football show. Hey, Smitty, it's the Bruce. The Bruce. The Bruce. Hey, hey, the Bruce a, is loose. What's up, pal? I got a question for you. Where do you think the best landing spot for Julio is? Uh, the bench. <laughs> the waiver wire. The the, the, the broadcast. I, I was watching it. The broadcast booth. Yeah, maybe I was watching an interview with Matt Ryan on the Maxi Show, and he said he texts Julio every day. And I was looking at it, and I'm thinking it, and I'm like, you know, I don't like Pittman, Pierce. I don't know about, but that chemistry is there. Why doesn't he put in a word for him? I mean, maybe that ends up happening to Bruce. It wouldn't surprise me at all. But, like, fantasy-wise, I'm not interested in Julio. He, he ain't. He, oh. He's not putting together enough games in a row if he's... Like, here's the deal. When you're as old as Julio is, and I'm not saying he's an old human, but he's an old football player. When you get to a certain point, when, you're, when you hit certain barriers of, of being a certain age... As a football player, running backs are different than wide receivers. Wide receivers are different than, um, you know, running backs and so forth. Quarterbacks. There's certain things that fall off. If Julio was going to be fed in a way that would make him fantasy relevant, that means he'd be getting a lot of work. And a lot of work is going to break a guy like Julio really fast. Could he play a whole season, maybe miss a couple games here or there, doing like minimal things? Yeah. You know, like A.J. Green. You know, it's like he could A.J. Green come out and... And, uh, and have a long season by playing sparingly and not doing huge things, yeah. But if A.J. Green was come out and they force-fed A.J. Green, he'd get hurt within four games. Julio, same thing. So not not even worried. Next! And uh, I got one more. I got, I drafted, or in our uh, league where we represent all our uh, communities, me and my friends, I got the 1.1. 1. 1. Do you think I should trade down to the 1.5? If I already know, the guy I'm targeting 
is Jefferson, or should I just stay at one point one and take Jefferson? Um, you, I don't think it's a dynasty. Uh, no, it's redraft. I don't think you should. I mean, I don't think you should take Jefferson at one point one. I think if you're going to like, if I can't talk you into keeping JT, then I probably okay. would say, "Damn it, Bruce, trade down." You know, like if I just can't talk any <laughs> sense into you, but I, you know, I love Jefferson. I do. You, you are losing the advantage of that second drafted player being, you know, like I almost, can you trade down? You can trade down. Can you trade down just to like, and move another pick up? You're not trading draft orders, right? It's no, a, you're not trading draft orders. You're just trading spots. So what are you getting, though? Swapping picks. What are you getting? Oh, I'd be getting the 1.5, uh, his fourth-round pick, and his sixth round. But he would take the 1.1 in my last two rounds. Yeah, do that. You get his fourth and sixth rounder? Yeah. Yeah, punch that. Punch, here, let me Smitty approve that. Punch that. Reason being... Bro, that could be. Listen to what that could be. Let me show you on the board. You didn't say that, the Bruce. You should have. That should have been the first words in your off, off your tongue, bro. Is I'm getting this <laughs> entire package, Smitty. Not should I should I trade down to the five pick like you were trading draft spots. Um, here, okay. here's here's what you're getting. This is unbelievable, the Bruce. History is being made on the show right now by you getting this trade done. This is amazingness. You're getting potential. Oh, this is Team Smitty, so you got it. <laughs> Dude, you're potentially getting Burrow and Walker and Jamar Chase all for JT. Okay. What do, you, what do you mean? What do you mean? Home. Okay. How about, yeah, buddy? I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at it and I'm like. I don't know if I should just draft him here because I don't know if, you know, Jefferson's going to fall to five or chase him. Like, or should I just stick and, bro, stick and pick bro, at 1.1? Don't, mar- don't be married to one player and, and, and not take this kind of look – at, look at the board right here. I don't know if you can watch right now on YouTube, but look at the board. Even if it's not Jamar okay. Chase, it's going to be maybe JJ. It's going to be Najee. Like don't don't overthink this. Who cares if someone takes Chase? You'll be sad. It's gonna suck for you for a minute. But you're getting a Burrow and a Walker. You're getting two massive pieces. And don't forget the Bruce. You still got a pick in this round. You still got a pick in this round. Okay. You know what I mean? Like no one's taking your picks away. These are extra players. Like you're gonna have. Let's put DK in here. Let's put uh, third round. Let's say who do you like in the third round? The Bruce. I like Hall. Okay, put Hall there. Uh, who do you like in round two? Round two, I like. It, it, it depends on you know, on who's there. Like if if uh, Adams is there, I might take a di- like one shot of da- uh, Devonte. Um, I'm not early on tight ends. I don't like tight ends early. Matter of fact, I like Knox this year. Um, okay. So look look at what we're building here. You got Chase. Or whoever, Adams, Brees Hall, DK, Burrow, Walker, and if this isn't Adams, maybe somehow, some way, Javante falls. Maybe you can trade your six rounder 
to move this second rounder up the Bruce to get Javante or Swift right here. Think creatively. Look at that sixth rounder as the house's money and maybe throw that sixth rounder in to get that second rounder back up there, broski. Go get Javante. If you come out of this, think about this, the Bruce. Let me show you one more thing. If if you don't like this, okay. I'm I'm gonna be upset at you. Okay. Uh, Let's say um, right here, you're basically trading JT. If you can take, if you get, let's say, Burrow, you're going to get Burrow with that sixth rounder, or that fourth rounder. Okay. You're going to trade the sixth rounder that you get, so you're not getting Walker, let's say. You're going to trade this sixth rounder and your second rounder to get Swifter Javante, move that up there. You're going to walk out with Jamar Chase, Javante... Or Swift, Burrow, Brees Hall, probably still Kenneth Walker because he falls so far. You're, look at this team. Chase, Burrow, Javante, Hall, Kenneth Walker. Like, you would be stacked, bro. Don't even hesitate. Punch the button. All right, what else you got for me? All right. That one was easy. Uh, all right. Here's one. If, all right, so we have Kirk Cousins, too. Miss Robeson's upset because we don't like Kirk Cousins. I said I like him. He's my quarterback. Um, don't tell your mom this. So okay. you don't. Hopefully she's not watching right now. But Cousins isn't even a top twelve quarterback, bro. Like he's not. It's not even close. <laughs> so I don't know what you got to tell her or how you got to convince her. Maybe I can create a fake video where it says that Cousins retired, and we'll play it for her, and she can just kind of like not know that he's still playing. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Because I was looking at it, and I I might be the only one that likes Irv, but I know when he went to college, he went as a wide receiver, and then he transformed into a tight end. So I'm looking at it, and I'm like, with this new offense, do you think he could be like a Higby, which was like a bottom of the 12, like maybe 11, 12, I think, tight end? Yeah. Uh, A Higby, he's okay. I don't know about outside the top twelve, but like somebody you look at. But but there's too many other players, you know. There's Fryermuth and, and guys like that 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 I like more. That yeah, you shouldn't. Not who I like. You know, Komet even like is decent. You know, so I'm okay with that. By the way, the throne. Um, Joe Mixon was selected by Couch at one point ten. So now the profits on the clock. I like that Mixon. You know, Mixon wasn't going to fall to us, but like I, I I like Mixon, but I certainly. I, I don't know that I want him as a, our first drafted player. I, I would much rather have Swift. You know, something a little more, a little more exciting. So, like, I I'm, we wouldn't have taken him. All right, you got anything well, else, Bruce? Javante, I want. <laughs> yeah, I, that's why I wanted the twelve uh, pick in a way. I wanted Javante. Um, no, it's about it. I can't think of. Oh, with the Commanders with McLaurin and Wentz. Do you think McLaurin got an upgraded quarterback, or do you think uh, he just stayed the same? Uh, Gary Terry. Upgraded with, with Carson Wentz? Yeah. I mean, definitely an upgrade. But is it enough to, like, really get the most out of him? No. It's like it's like, it's like like putting McLaurin in a position to maybe gain 70% of his value instead of 50. Like, this guy's a top 6 to 10 wide receiver. Maybe top 5 to 10 wide receiver. McLaurin is that good. McLaurin is Antonio Brown 2.0. We just don't know it. 
We haven't seen it. We haven't sniffed it. We haven't we haven't even seen a, a glimpse of what McLaurin is capable of doing. He's got no one throwing him the football. This will be the first time that we're going to see somebody step up that has at least some ability to throw the football. So, I mean, I, I just, I love McLaurin still. I still draft him. I, I, I think he, like, if you could somehow get him as, like, a high-end wide receiver three or a very low-end wide receiver two, I'm all about it. I love McLaurin. He's going to find a way to do well. He'll do well enough with Wentz, but Wentz is certainly not an amazing quarterback option, but it's an upgrade for sure. Okay. Yeah, that's all I had. All right, about Bruce. Gary Terry. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Later. Yep. You. All right. Um, this is from the Bruce, too. His voice Thanks, man. Here's a question. I'm on a Vikings uh, website, and they said that Madison is a likely cut candidate. If he does get cut, what is the best team for Madison to go to? Good question, Bruce. Uh, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do for you? Who is this? Hey, Smitty. This... Hey, turn that radio. Oh, nice. Hey, Smitty. This is Tony. Tony, what's Long-time up? Long-time listener. What's up, Tony? Man, uh, so I picked up uh, a Dynasty Startup Sleeper League, and um, first time doing this, wanted to see what you thought. I was the 1-1, traded down. I traded my brother, Jonathan Taylor, and I took, I ended up taking Derrick Henry for Mark Andrews, um, it was it was like a second round type type deal, but I, I, the reason I did it is because I wanted these back to back picks. So in his in his pick, I ended up getting let's see, Derrick Henry, Mark Andrews, Stephon Diggs, David Montgomery, Mike Evans, Dak Prescott, Mike Williams. Those are my my starters right there. You think that was a that was the right move to do trading that one one i mean i know everyone wants to keep it but one one for what though you what did you get for the so, trade the trade you got digs no 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 so, so trade? i traded it was it was the the one one but i wanted his two point it was the what did you get what are the players I don't, I, I don't care about that what did you get out of the picks that you got from him i don't care about the picks what was the trade i got Der- derrick henry and mark andrews yeah, that's fine. I mean, it, it, Dynasty, I don't and, like and it's it. And it's a tight end premium league. Yeah, but it's it's Dynasty, I don't like it. Dynasty. It's, it's, it's Dynasty, and the, and the whole, well, the, I guess the way I was looking at it was, because I'm the 1-1, and I got the late picks, I wanted to do back-to-back. I wanted to have three three picks in the second round, and then on the third, I had the turn, because I have 2.14 and the 3.1. So I'm the only one who was able to get three second round picks and then have the have that turn. So I was able to trade him Taylor. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like Taylor. And he likes Henry, but I mean, hell, it took it took uh Taylor how long to finally catch up to Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? I mean, don't get me I, I like I like Taylor. I understand what you're saying on, on that guy, but I, I don't know. You 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 think with, with my team right now that it was a good move or No, no, because I mean you're you're saying a lot of things that aren't related to the trade though. Like the bottom line is you traded JT, regardless of how many second round picks you had and all that, you traded JT uh-huh. who's the one point one for Henry, who's maybe a third rounder at best in Dynasty. Okay. Um, what where did you draft Henry? What round? Two? The, the it was round two. See, I guess what we were all they were all trading draft picks. 
and I was trying to get more picks early, so that way I can I can build a, a team. It's it's not a I guess the team isn't like a it's a win now team, not a, a future. Like I said, it's my first yeah. time doing this. Well, I'll tell you that I'll tell you this in a tight end premium. You're, if Henry stays healthy, you're set up very nicely to win this year. I'll tell you that. Okay. Like, let me give you a compliment. Okay. Like, Henry and Andrews in a tight end premium, you could argue Andrews in, like, top of round two or mid-round two in a tight end premium. So, like, okay. you didn't, you didn't like, craft the bed or anything. But, like, I don't know that I'm trading away JT or I'm trading down to get, like, Jamar Chase at four or five and moving up somewhere. But, like, for 2022, I will say you you should, if you drafted well at all around it, it sounds like you did, you should have a real nice shot at winning some money. And maybe you get an offer for Henry midseason or whatever. But overall, okay. you're going to end up having not a lot of value in Henry at all. It's going to drop off very quick. There's a reason why Henry's going, like, number five overall in redraft, and he's a third rounder in Dynasty. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you took him a little early in Dynasty. He's a third rounder in Dynasty. Gotcha. He's a third rounder at best. And, there, and, there, and you got to ask yourself, when there's such a discrepancy between Dynasty ADP and Redraft ADP, that means you're at the tipping point where the player falls off. Because you have a Dynasty community that says, I'm not going near him. You have a Redraft community that says he's the best ever. It's like you're right on the, the, the precipice of it, going one you know downhill potentially. But for 2022, bro, you, you actually have a really, really good team and a good chance to win the money. And, you know, sometimes it's all it's about. And Dynasty Leagues fold all the time, bro. You could win this and then people, like, leave next year and it ends up closing and you're like, okay, well, great. You know, I won the league and that's yeah. it. So take take your chance of winning anytime you can get it. And I, I don't think you screwed up in a too badly in a long-term sense because it is a tight end premium league. That does change a little bit of it. All right. Sounds good, man. Looks like I'll be looking for trades uh, probably middle of the season. Yep. Maybe some younger players. Maybe that Breach Hall or something. Oh, yeah. Kenneth, <laughs> you could probably get Kenneth Walker really cheap right now. Try it. Oh, yeah, for sure. With his hamstring injury and now, you know, yeah. I- I'm sure somebody may be looking to trade him. Yeah. And then, and then ETN with so. the James Ro- James Robinson news that James Robinson is yep. going to, like, play, like, whatever. Like, doesn't scare me at all. Go get ETN. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. Later. All right, um, Madison. I don't know the rumors that Madison could get cut. Why would they cut Madison? Why would they? Why would Madison be a cut candidate? What kind of money could they save by cutting Madison? I don't even have his contract in front of me, but that sounds like a bunch of hogwash. So to answer that question, the Bruce, no, I don't even. I'm not putting stock into that. Hey, shall I hear it? Danny. I hear it again. Hope you're having a good day, bro. Danny. I just saw a report from the Panthers that they're going to dial back McCaffrey's practice regimen and uh, take a different approach with him this upcoming season. What do you think that means for him in terms of staying healthy? And I know you're kind of out on CMC because of his injuries, but when he's on the field, he's clearly a top three player. So just give me your thoughts on uh, the Panthers' approach to trying to keep him healthy and on the field this year. Thanks, bro. Yeah, that's a tough topic um, because McCaffrey, unlike Todd Gurley from the past that I've, you know, I'm all out on Gurley, all out on Gurley, trade Gurley, no Todd Gurley, no Todd Gurley, you know know the deal. Um, We saw a decline. We saw. I'm going to voicemail group two next. I'm sorry, that was voicemail group one. They dropped a lot of a lot of voicemails today, so voicemail group two better be balling. Although I don't know if I can get to them all because we're way over the time. McCaffrey hasn't dropped off like Gurley did, so it's hard to say. Um, like McCaffrey can't do it. He certainly could. He certainly could. Um. 
But, like, can you draft him at two or three? Like, in the Throne League, he went two. Way too high. Like, we need to see, just like we say, Barkley, if Barkley needs to prove he's back before we invest high draft capital in Barkley, why are why are we not saying the same thing about Christian McCaffrey? I am, but I don't know why the community, the fantasy community, is uh, you know giving him a two year pass when he hasn't delivered. And on top of that, he's been the highest percentage of his offense more than any other running back in fantasy football in, in the NFL for some time now, right? So the mileage has been through the roof. They're talking about can can we dial him back to keep him healthy? I don't know, bro. I just feel I feel like it's it's definitely. Um, definitely risky territory taking him high but I understand when people want to own him you know when he's on the field we haven't seen the fall off you know Kevin you ain't got to worry about it Smitty voicemail 2 group represent we got you homie. let's go voicemail 2 group let's go Kevin real talk though Smitty it's your boy Kevin hey uh I need you to talk me out of something or maybe take a lap or call my mama or whatever you gotta do call your mama I got I'm in a dynasty league uh win now mode I kind of need a quarterback. I got Brady, uh, got Mac Jones and Ryan Tannehill. I got people trying to offer uh, Kyle Murray for my uh, Kyle Pitts. When, when, when would you ever trade Kyle Pitts? In your Kyle Pitts. I don't know. Hey, what's up? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do for you? Hey, how's it going, Smitty? Good. Who is this? Good. This is Angus. Angus, what's up, pal? Yeah, um, so a common thing that's been happening to me in mock drafts is I really love Javante Williams in round two, so I love the value that I'm getting. But whenever I take, for example, Najee Harris in round one or Austin Eckler in round one, one of those top running backs in addition to Javante, I then kind of run into a problem with getting my receiver core down. So who are some people that you really like? And I guess three, because I also love taking Brees Hall in four. Um, wherever I can get him. So I guess who would you trust as like that wide receiver one that you don't have to take in those first few rounds? CD Lan- or, uh, I'm sorry, uh, DK Metcalf, um, Jalen Waddle. Like whenever I whenever I go Swift Javante with the 12 and 13 picks, when I get the 1.12, and I got back to back 12 uh-huh. and 13 picks, and I take Javante and I take um, uh, Swift. It's my favorite team. I think I draft uh-huh. all year. Because then you got DK and Waddle falling to three and four, and you can reach a little bit on DK at the end of the third there, you know, because that's mm-hmm. almost, that's almost fourth round territory. Like, don't let anybody think, oh, he's a third rounder by name. Don't take him. He's in the, take him in the third. Take Waddle in the fourth, or take take DK and Hall back to back, bro. And then, I mean, you could take a guy like uh, wide receivers that are available probably in the the range you're kind of thinking like maybe hollywood brown maybe mike williams pair mike williams up with dk you've got hall you got javante and swift i mean how are you not winning with that team you know amon ross well, well those are, i really like two. them in the because yeah i agree with you like i've been taking schultz in the sixth honestly just because i think he is really good to kind of blow up and he's almost worth the reach compared to the other tight ends that you're going to get and it's just around so i don't think it's too big of a deal but yeah then that kind of frees up the fifth for that wide receiver two and that's usually where i've been taking hollywood Amon Raw, hollywood Amon Raw, st brown mike williams these are all guys that i that i think you could get as your second wide receiver with the exact strategy you're painting uh and, and mapping out so yeah man i don't don't hesitate yeah, I, I think you answered it 
you definitely answered it with Waddle and DK. Because, yeah, like, I'm not worried about the wide receiver two spot. Hollywood is my wide receiver two. I love that all day. It's just that number one spot, um, you know, trusting it to somebody. But, yeah, I, I get you with DK, even with someone like Gino, who kind of leaned on him a bit. Bro, bro, you, you crush it with Waddle and DK. DK at 3.12 and Waddle at 4.1, those are very low draft capital draft slots for guys that can do what those guys can do. For sure. Yeah, I'm with you there, man. All right, thank you so much. All right, man, appreciate you. Um, as for this Kyle Pitts question, uh, I'm going to turn the phone lines off because i got to get through these voicemails. Of course. You are the last caller of the day. Who am I talking to? What up, Smitty? This is Dan. Dan, you got you got literally 30 seconds. I got to jump onto these voicemails real quick. What can I do for you? All right. I, I want you to pick out of these three players, uh, half PPR format, Tyreek Hill, um, Tyreek Hill, CD Lamb, and Debo. Um, I'm going to go Debo and Lamb. Not that I don't see Hill being the best wide receiver of the three. It's certainly possible, but changing teams. Tua's his quarterback. He's lying to us. He's lying to our face. Lan- Hill is lying to your face, bro. He's putting on these Tua goggles, and he's telling you that Tua's the best quarterback in the NFL. He's telling you with his Tua goggles that to trust him. Trust me, this guy Tua is more accurate than Patty Mahomes. If I had to pick between Patty Mahomes and Tua, give me Tua all day long. I'm wearing my Tua goggles. Trust me. Trust me. Um, it's it's Lamb no, and Debo. You what? I said I'm trusting you, bro. I, I like that. I mean, I don't know. I also worry about Hill with this hamstring, you know, like concerns I have for the future. I don't know if it's going to be two years from now that that starts being a worry. I'm probably a little bit early on Hill suffering these lingering issues, but these speed guys break down quicker than the average bear, bro. You know, think of D. Jackson. Listen, when you're when you're getting paid like Hill is, you might be a company guy now. You know, you, you're you're going to spit the lines out that people want to hear on that team. So honestly, listen, I love Tyree Kill. I've used him in plenty of seasons, but I wind up always find myself trading him. You know, mid-season, and yeah, he's got a lot of name value still. And, and I think he still does. But, again, on the Dolphins, there's a stink uh, of fish that might be coming too strong on him this year. But uh, I love C.D. Lamb, too. I don't usually like paying for a breakout. But a guy like him, um, I, I, I just see the stars aligning for him for sure. And Debo, of course, you know what we could potentially get. But, you know. The drop-off could be there as well. Um, I'll call you back, Smitty. you got to get to those yeah, uh, calls. Yeah, I would say Thanks. this. I would say, I would say Lamb's the guy you put up, you know, and, and, and he's locked in. I mean, everything I said about Debo or Hill, you could kind of say about Debo, too. You could say he ran the ball too much last year. You know, what's going to happen? Change of offense, new court. Like, there's a lot of change going on. But Debo, Debo felt different last year. He felt like an electric player, man. And I don't know that I just see that going away. Like, he, he felt like a playmaker, difference maker, just unbelievable. You know, like, he didn't have the feeling of he was tripping and falling into good opportunity. He was making that opportunity by himself. And granted, they're not going to play in the same way. But I don't know. I, I just think uh, 
I think I'd go Debo and Lamb, but that's no. Me. Listen, we're we're trying to do. You know, I got to do my due diligence if I'm going to spend. You know, a first, second round draft pick on this guy. That's that's capital that I can't be swinging and missing on. I mean, I mean, if I gave you, you know, big eighty inch tires, bro, and then you know, but the the vehicle we're going to put them on was like a, I don't know, like a, 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 a like a. Beetle, a Miata. Volkswagen Beetle, or a Miata. Yeah. Like, like, what are you gonna do with those wheels, bro? Like, that's Hill and Waddle, and then you've got this Tua guy. It's like a pea shooter, and he's supposed to, you know, use these nuclear warheads, and he, he can only fire little. No, BBs, absolutely, and you know, and, and and what it comes to as well is is team construction. I'm in a keeper league. I got I'm keeping Chase for a fifth round draft pick, so I'm in a nice position where. I can get a great wide receiver, too, right here, and I definitely want to hit on it. All right, buddy. Appreciate you. Trust your gut, though, because, I mean, honestly, Hill and Debo, it's it's tough. All right, later, man. Uh, It is a tough one. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's a really tough question. Asher. Do you think Julio Jones or A.J. Green have anything left in the tank this year? Nope. Hey, Smitty, this is Michael. Uh, so let's say Trey Lance does get the starting position, which I think most of, our, most of us are assuming that he probably will. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean we're assuming? And what if he gets the... Who is this? Watley? Watley? What, what is this, Watley? If Trey Lance gets the starting job, bro, Jimmy can't throw the ball. He's injured. Uh, Trey Lance is commanding all of the press conferences. Like, you don't come out there and speak on behalf of the team. Like, we went out there. We did it live. <laughs> and, oh, J- Jimmy's here. I got to go. <laughs> like, it's Trey Lance season, bro. It's Trey Lance. One of, the, one of the players, one of the San Francisco players, media, who was it? Um... Actually, they showed him playing Madden or something. I forget where it was or who put it up on. If it was a live stream or what, how it happened. Media can explain it maybe. But basically, the player, the San Francisco 49er player, started playing Madden. He immediately subbed Jimmy out for Trey Lance, put Trey Lance into the lineup. This whole team knows it's Trey Lance season. So let, let's go back to the question. But it, it was a ridiculous beginning, Michael. Uh, voicemail group 2 is pretty upset at you right now. Just kidding. <laughs> How big of a step down does that uh, does Debo take? That, step down? Step, whoa, 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 whoa. Now you're running your mouth about stepping down. Debo value is now in question because of the upgrade in quarterback. A step down? Like, I understand they leaned on him a certain way. I've realized they lean on him a certain way and people assume that if now Jimmy's not there to just kind of like, where's my safety net, Debo, Debo, and not assume that Debo created that, that was Jimmy G creating. Don't attribute anything to Jimmy G. Don't Let's not act like Jimmy G turned Debo into something. Debo carried Jimmy G. And if you upgrade his quarterback, Debo is going to do better. Do better. Do better, do better, do better. I don't even know what's going on here. Warning. I'm getting a little Warning. upset in this Warning. mug because... 
alert. Maximum levels reached. Prepare for transformation. Alert. Maximum levels reached. Time for a Smitty rant. This is going to be a short rant, but Michael, anybody out there that thinks that this character Jimmy G is coming in and starting games in 2022. I mean, if if Lance got hurt, it'd be a whole different story, okay? But we're talking about Trey Lance season. Trey Lance's top five to seven quarterback bound. I don't want to hear ever again that because, and Michael, you're my boy, Blue. I'm not mad at you. We just need to rectify this situation. And the words that I heard come out of your mouth today. (laughs) Is Debo going to be downgraded? Because an amazing quarterback's coming into the roster and, be, and dropping a top five to seven fantasy football and NFL season. Are we worried about the upgrade? Is Debo going to be downgraded because an upgrade plus a downgrade equals a side grade? No. Debo Samuel is going to ball. Debo Samuel was number one in the NFL in yards per catch last year. On the whole season. He was removed from wide receiver duties. He still was number one in yards per per catch. Debo Samuel was, I believe, in the top five, right around top five. I'm not 100% sure on that number. I think it's four to seven. Top five, I believe, in wide receiver scoring fantasy football before the transition happened where they moved him to wide back and specifically at times running back. Debo Samuel's still going to play wide back. Everybody painting this narrative that Debo doesn't want to run the football. Debo's scared to run the football. Debo doesn't want the ball in his hands. Debo, hot potato. I don't want the running. I don't want the ball. I don't want the ball. It's the biggest dumb narrative I've ever heard in my life. Debo's playing wide back. Get used to it. He's not playing run. What people don't understand about wide back, Debo was playing running back. Debo was lining up in the backfield, playing running back, getting the football handed to him, running up the A gap, running up the B gap. Debo Samuel was a running back. He wasn't playing wide back at the end of the year. He's playing running back. People need to understand the concept of what a wide back means. You're a wide receiver and you're getting the football in creative ways sometimes behind the line of scrimmage or behind the quarterback where it turns into a rushing stat. Or you just turn around at the line of scrimmage and it is a reception, but we're going to put the ball in your hands and instead of letting Jimmy G, who had no arm strength or ability or accuracy, or anything, you're allowing Debo, hey Debo, we don't trust Jimmy G to throw the football, he's over there somewhere, ah, and he's just going to under underhand it, here you go Kettle, I'm going to throw it to you, they don't trust Jimmy G, so it's hey, Hike, hey, Debo, you take it, <laughs> and Debo would take it, and Debo would do amazing, so Michael, does Debo... Decrease in value because of the downgrade of Trey Lance. I don't know where you read that, heard that, but I would walk away from that source immediately. I would sever ties with whatever analyst show or newspaper column or laundry uh, uh, laundry person at a laundry mat that just whispered that in your ear when you went to go pick up the collared shirts. I would leave that person's side immediately. And find a different source because Trey Lance season's here. Alright, let's finish the last four seconds of Michael's. I hope he doesn't say anything else. 
where would you be drafting him if they like named him the starter tomorrow? <laughs> it still feels negative. It still feels negative, Michael. <laughs> Michael. Michael, you're my boy, Blue. Is my, how's Michael taking this? I hope Michael's not taking this badly. Okay. Michael, you're my boy, Blue. I I totally am, am joking with you in some ways, okay? We're having fun with you. I know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say, does the change in... We don't really know what his role is going to be. I get you're probably trying to go in that direction. But I hear this all the time, and I think most people talk about it like that. So I wanted to address it. Um, anyway, thanks... I need the constructive criticism, says Michael. Michael's taking it like a beast. Let Smitty approve, Michael. Actually, you know what? We're going to mash potato. We're going to mash potato, Michael, for it being a good sport. Mashed potatoes! Appreciate, Michael. Attaboy. Attaboy to you, young man. We are seven minutes away from my live premiere on YouTube. So I want every, every one of you 80 people that are watching right now, first of all, hit that subscribe button if you're new. Hit that subscribe button if you're new and wipe your feet at the door. Wipe your feet, hit that thumb up button if you can. Let's match, let's have the eyeballs match um, the viewers. But as soon as this ends, we're jumping over to the immediate live premiere on my same YouTube channel, the same exact channel, on third and fourth round league winners. Who can win you a league in the third and fourth round in 2022? This live premiere goes live in T minus. Six minutes. So we're going to jump over there in a second. Um, I don't have time to get to any of the other messages. Silver, I'll play yours real quick. Hey, brother. It's Silver. Hey, man, will you make that Kenny P a mod for me? Kind of help me out a little bit. This guy's in here all day, every day. He's loyal. He's competitive. Kenny? You talking about Kenny? He's a pretty good dude, man. Can you make him a mod help me out a little bit? Are you talking about Kenny? Kenny Powers? Who are we talking about, Silver? I didn't I didn't quite hear you. Where's the new link for the new show? It should be up here. It should be up on the main YouTube channel. You know, the main homepage. It should say premiere. You know, and, and you could get in the chat probably. It's a T minus six minutes. Maybe, it, yeah, it should be up right now. Um, that's going to do it for today. Anything breaks tonight, I'll go live. Uh, Terry, uh, Sarah Gusa passed away. Um, two Ravens players passed away. So thoughts and prayers to the families. Um, Saragusa will be missed. Um, a lot of people getting taken young from us. It's kind of a shame. I mean, it is a shame. Not kind of a shame. It is a shame. It's crazy. It's crazy. Life is too short. Hug your loved ones. Live life to, to the fullest. Do what you love every single day. Don't put yourself in a box and hate what you do. Love coming home. You know, every day. Figure out what you want to do in life and go make it happen. Don't wait around. Don't wait around. Um, I'm live every single Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. I also go live anytime there's breaking news. So that could be tonight. McLaurin signs an extension or gets traded tonight. I go live tonight. I might mock draft tonight. Be subscribed to the channel. Now get over to the premiere on the same YouTube channel, the Fantasy Football Show. Get into the live chat. Let's talk about it as the video plays. Appreciate it. Just go on over to the main YouTube page. You're going to hit home or, or hit the channel homepage or whatever. Go to my main homepage of my YouTube channel and you'll see the live premiere sitting right there. Jump in. Let's talk about it.
let's talk about it as it plays live. It's a post-production 22-minute video on how to win a league with the third and fourth round. Let's go. Like button on the way out the door. Like button on the way out the door. Michael Watley, I appreciate you, buddy boy. You're Smitty approved, Michael. Michael Smitty approved. Mashed potatoes. boy, Michael. Michael was a good sport. All right, later, everybody. See ya. See ya during the premiere. Yeah, we better see all seven. There's 78 of you still in here right now listening to my voice dropping some 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 bombs here and uh and and i think if all of you went over to this premiere we could have 78 viewers live over there so let's jump over there appreciate every single one of you premiere premiere set for tomorrow oh yeah uh hold on okay i fixed it the premiere is set now go to the premiere right now Right now, it's going live in two, three minutes. Get on over there. The premiere, thank you for telling me that. I changed it to today. Let's go. Let's go. It's called uh, It's called League Winners. Brees Hall, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Travis Etienne, and a picture of those, those cats right on the graphic. It says, these players win leagues. I just saved it. Maybe a refresh. Maybe scroll down, pull down, and let it refresh. Let's go. 